0: Hello and good day. Eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we're on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today's guest lives in Huntsville, Ontario. Paraphrasing his about section on YouTube, he loves Crownland camping, canoeing and spending his time outdoors, learning to appreciate all the things that draw him to the wilderness. He claims to be an expert of nothing and an avid Enthusiast of building skills, exploring new areas, fumbling about in the woods, and lazing about in his canoe. Please welcome Nate, aka Nate Muskoka from YouTube. Hey, thanks
1: for coming by, man.
0: Hey, Nate.
2: Thanks for having
1: me. I we you know what it's we did a did an episode with uh, Chris and Julia Prowse, and and one of the it's it's a it's a tiny little thing, but it stuck with me so hard. She said we we love to to chat with like minded people. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what we seem to be doing. I was going to say for a living, <laughs> it's kind of the opposite no. of that, but yeah, one hundred percent. There you go.
0: Three years in, and still enjoying, <laughs> still enjoying, we still doing me. it.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, I, I may have a small issue with that. So it's, uh, I see you do. You you seem to be. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm watching your your YouTube channel, which we will put all the links to all your social media stuff down in our description. I seem, and and it could be simply because we just came out of winter and I'm catching up. You seem to be doing more winter things or maybe filming more winter things. Is that, is that a thing for you? Like you,
2: are you doing more or? No, it's, uh, it's only because I, I just started my YouTube channel like, um, okay. three months ago, <laughs> right in the middle I'll of end, it. So. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it was a uh, it was a trip I did in in February with um, Jim Baird, Max Budnick, and Xander Budnick. Where I kind of just last minute realized that if I didn't at least try to film this, I'd be crazy. So I grabbed a uh, a GoPro, and between my my poor iPhone and a GoPro, uh, that's uh, that's how the the first at least feet like longer length video came about. Where'd you go? to tomogamy we um we spent nine days doing sort of a teardrop shaped loop after uh our first plan went awry because of uh warm weather lush yeah Um, yeah slush slush and more slush
1: yeah. yeah that looked like a looked like a good trip like an enjoyable trip but holy mackerel man slogging through that crap i i i i think i probably would have bailed much earlier and headed for the the skidoo tracks and stuff like that like oh man
2: yeah was, we uh you know to everybody's credit we made the most of it and we still did a really nice nine day sort of tour and uh and you know what it ended up being a lot of fun and and uh all the guys it was uh it was a pleasure being on that trip with those guys that's for sure cool well if you don't mind me asking how did you how do you manage to to hook up with the boys to to work out that trip um I get funnily enough, it goes back to, um, Karina, uh, who, who has her channel, Alexis outdoors. Now it's called Karina, Alexis. Right. And her and I kind of met each other through Instagram, which was sort of my, my still what I'm mostly on as far as social media. I've been posting camping and, and land exploring and, and just shot like, you know, just uh, camping shots for a long, long time. And we just sort of, um, started talking about she knew i worked at algonquin outfitters so there was some gear she needed and then um her and ted baird and jim were organizing this pond hockey thing at the baird's cottage and i got invited to that and uh there was sort of like a it was a repeat of the february trip just to get into their cottage because it was it was about um i remember it was like eight o'clock at night and it was supposed to be this like hour and a half across the lake and, and we didn't get there until about midnight because of the slush so um, it was like slush in the dark fully loaded it was awful but anyways <laughs> that weekend that ended up being a ton of fun uh because uh jim uh showed up a little later uh we all had a blast all weekend long and that's how i met ted and jim and then uh, because Jim and his family just live up in Magnetowan. Uh, uh, when we both got back from that trip, we just sort of stayed in touch and would meet up here and there. And then, uh, and then I somehow got invited to, um, to a big meetup, uh, last year, last winter, um, just North of Sudbury and some cram land there, um, with a whole pile of other, other content creators and, and YouTubers. And, uh, that was an awesome weekend there. Um. Yeah, it certainly looked like it. Yeah, yeah. So that's I met Xander and Max there, uh, which was super cool, along with a whole pile of other awesome people. And uh, and then after that, everybody, you know, th- there is quite a few people that stayed in touch after that. And then uh, when Jim cooked up this trip, he he invited me, and that's uh, that's how we wound up uh, all being together for that February trip. Uh, it was just a, you know, there were some other other sort of names involved, but you you know, of course, uh, just from doing this that. Putting a trip together with four to five people who all have different stuff going on in their lives is like you know it's next to impossible, right? So yeah, no, it was, uh, b- basically, uh I'm lucky I got uh, I'm lucky I got lumped in with uh, with that with the crowd of people who could ha- have that sort of time allotment to uh, uh, to make that trip happen. So
1: very cool, and yeah. and I'll say the video looks fantastic. Like if you if it was GoPro and and would you say crappy iPhone? Oh, you did thanks. a really good job, man. Like your oh, editing you. skills, I would say, were pretty darn good. I hate editing video. <laughs> I, I will edit audio all the time. No problem. I can I've got that down. And <laughs> not so much the video.
2: No, and that was the first time I, I was just learning. Like I I literally got back from the trip and I had all this stuff on my phone and the GoPro, and I downloaded some editing software. And that was like my first crack at it. And yeah, it's learning that is just a nightmare. And it's still one of the most like, you know, tedious parts of that whole process of, of making, uh, you know, being a, being a creator. Uh, it can often be sort of, it, I, I realize that a lot of those skills are great to build up and learn. And it also forces you to innovate sometimes and get creative. Uh, but yeah, overall it's, it's uh it's, it's insanely tedious and, and can be really frustrating at times. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I find very much that the intuitiveness between what I do in audio, which looks really very much the same. it, ha- it has sort of timelines moving along and it has snipping tools and so and you go, okay, great, that should transfer perfectly into nope, not a chance. That, not even close. The, the concept does, but the actual doing of it, no so yeah. it's just like i say a lot of bad words when i'm when i'm video
2: <laughs> bound to happen yeah well cool uh
1: it, do you mind uh, what uh what software do you use to edit with
2: uh right now i'm using a, a free software free software editing suite called uh, lightworks cool
1: i haven't I haven't tried it we use i used uh, davinci resolve mm. just it was the big there was tons of YouTube videos to tell me how to do it. So I went great. I'm doing that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have heard that one is good as well. So I'll see how long my free trial with this one lasts. And then maybe I'll, uh, I'll try, I'll give that one a shot. So cool. Well, I I mean the end product is, is fine. It is good. It, and it does
1: all the things and it gives me lots of, gives me lots of audio options as well. So that's, I find that's nice. Like when I get to that part, I'm also using less bad words by the time I get to that part. So YouTube, uh, so you're taking pictures. What's, what's your equipment? Like what,
2: what do you shoot on and then what kind of sort of stuff do you get into shooting? Well, for, for Instagram, which I've been on for a long, long time now, mostly I just, I still just use my iPhone now. And then I'll use um, like a little Sony alpha um, mirrorless DSLR that I have. It's an older one, but it still works great for some shots. Um, And then I have an old Nikon as well that I'll, I'll pull out now and then because I have a couple lenses for it but I would say 80% of the time for for the Instagram stuff that you see on my feed is is just my iPhone so it works um you know and, and it's easy to it's it's handy it's easy it's robust and the quality is okay okay enough
1: yeah well and I mean uh, so out camper Christina she shoots she sh- shoots everything on her iPhone
2: right and yeah. but
1: she keeps upgrading it. So the better, like the, like the lenses that are out now I'm shooting, well, I shot some stuff. We did the French river this past summer. And I shot a bunch of stuff just, just for fun, just to try it. I I had a new, new to me pixel six a, which isn't the newest version. And I was stunned at how amazing some of the shots were. It's like, wow, I I don't know if I could have pulled off the color saturation with any of my way more expensive phones or way more expensive cameras at home yeah. so it's it's stunning the the way that uh, they're just building better and better stuff
2: so, oh 100
1: Yeah, and it, you just pull it out of your pocket it weighs nothing point shoot click bob
2: exactly i even have a little floaty strap for mine that'll allow me to i, ha- I carry it in my chest pocket of my pfd and it's got a little floaty strap on it. So, you know, if it winds up in the drink, like the phone's waterproof enough, right? Most phones are waterproof, but they yeah. don't float. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a floater to mine and uh, and I've had good luck with that. So that's yeah. an excellent idea. Uh,
0: so has it ended up in the drink at some point? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and uh, good to hear the word PFD. Yes, we like, <laughs> like PFD.
1: I'm a bit anal. PFD friendly. That sort of stuff. <laughs> so t- let's talk. Canoeing then, where do you, what are your favorite haunts? Do you, do, are you a lake guy? Are you a river guy? Do you
2: like white water? What's, what's the deal? I'm mostly a flat water guy. Um, I, I love exploring kind of the smaller lakes up and down, um, you know, the, the West and, and sort of Southwest sides of Algonquin park and then West uh, into the areas off of the five eighteen towards Georgian Bay. Um, there's so much current land to explore and so many little lakes that if you put in a bit of work, it can be really rewarding. So last few years, that's um that's sort of what I've been doing a lot of is just kind of portaging or bushwhacking into smaller lakes here and there to explore and paddle around, mostly mostly for camping, but I go out for the day a lot too. I do I really enjoy rivers. I, I wish I was a better whitewater paddler. Um, you know, I'm comfortable enough in you know, C1 to maybe some C2 stuff, some non-technical C2. Uh, and then after that, it's time to, time to carry or, or line, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely something I wish I was better at. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable, uh, I'm pretty comfortable working my way through, um, you know, parts of the upper big East river, which I paddle a lot. Um, and parts of the south and north muskoka river which i also paddle fairly frequently and those are great stretches uh great stretches of river that are close to me and and make for an awesome day or even two days if you wanted to
1: sweet uh do you do fishing when you're out there is that a thing for you
2: i'm starting to do more of it i didn't used to it was just kind of one more thing to tangle around with in the in the canoe because i was just an awful angler so um luckily i've uh uh, I have a lot of friends that are really into fishing and are good at it, and um, and so I'm starting to get some more pointers, and I'm starting to fish a bit more. And I had a pretty good season last year just with uh, with bass, which is a lot of fun. So I am doing more and more of it, and I will continue to do that because it gives me something, you know, one more thing to to learn and to appreciate uh, while I'm out there. Cool. So, yeah, I got my first brook trout last year on Cedar Lake, which was uh, which was you know. A, a real easy way to get hooked on hooked on brook trout fishing and then after I, that of course i got skunked. so
1: yeah yeah i uh, hear wonderful things uh, i i've never i don't have my first yet, so i'm looking forward to it
2: they are out there you know you see all these photos so,
1: <laughs> so it's a, but yeah. photoshop is a thing too so yeah you yeah
2: that's right that's right
1: yeah yeah no i, I watch you know uh, i don't watch we're busy with the podcast these days so i don't watch as much as as I used to, but you know, you, yeah, I j- even just scrolling by on Instagram, you see, you know, see Tunis, hmm. he's got a, a beauty in his hands, or oh, Kevin and the, the paddlehead guys went out one and, and they're, it's like, oh, that's, that's wonderful. And, and it just, it's
2: just one after another. It's like, okay, you
1: yeah. guys are killing me. You guys yeah, are killing me. That.
2: i I gotta get on those techniques i can i can get to the lakes i just need to get better at the techniques as they're doing the things i get to the spots the the technique is something i just need to work on yeah and probably the timing as well
1: okay we'll flip back to winter camping for a second and then and then we'll maybe we'll we'll dive into your job and why this is all such a thing for you what so there's multiple ways to do winter camping there's the hot tenting there's cold tenting have you have you done all the all of the things or and or have you do do you choose to
2: do one specific way and for what reason Uh, i've mostly done hot tenting um just because for me it's well worth the wait to have that awesome stove and tent um i just love it i love the wood heat i love the the feel the you know just the atmosphere of the canvas tent with the stove inside and and it can be as cold out as it wants to be but you're still going to be toasty inside. I, I love that. Uh, it's it's more work, of course, but for me it's worth it. Uh because no matter what, I mean if you're cold camping and it's minus 30 out, there's there's going to be a lot of parts of that that little trip that are going to be fairly uncomfortable no matter what you you do. Lucky. Yep. Um, whether that's wet gear that you're trying to dry out without a without a stove, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? So um I much prefer hot tenting. Um, I did get really lucky with some weather early, early March that just this past March and did, uh, did a bit of tarp camping, which was, uh, just, a, just a tarp and a sleeping bag and a ground pad, uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, we got lucky because the conditions were perfect. It was about, uh, got down to about minus 11 overnight and about plus five during the day. And it was sort of sunny and the snow was fairly hardened. So there wasn't a lot of slush to deal with. And, uh. And that was that was about the extent of my cold camping for this season, that's for sure, but uh, it was it was great, you know so there is a there is a time and a place for it, but when uh when you get into those uh weeks of minus twenty minus thirty weather it's uh it's always the hot tent cool yeah sure. I,
1: I think I would probably swing the same direction, but I'd be happy to lug the extra weight just to yeah to have that and and cook on it and all those things as opposed to sitting around going it's
0: really freaking cold,
1: man,
2: yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely.
0: You know, and other people have said like just you can go to do your activities all day and you're warm enough because you're moving but then then mm-hmm. when you're coming back it's so nice to get into the hot tent.
1: Oh absolutely yeah although uh, uh, that said on the downside the one thing I do hear repetitively is I I, I was a little tired in the morning because I had to keep waking up every four hours and re, re, uh, throwing, throw more wood in the uh, in the stove.
2: I usually do sleep, sleep cold. So what I'll do is I'll uh, like I'll get the stove just cranked, uh, unless it's really cold and it mm-hmm. bothers me. But I've got a minus 30 bag. If I know it's going to be really frigid, I'll throw a liner in there even, too, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, usually I sleep pretty comfortably, actually. So actually,
0: That's a good system if you can just get it really hot. Which you want to sleep and let it, let that, it burn right. down. and.
1: And get up in the morning and stalk it again yeah
2: yeah so there's all kinds of i mean that's a real personal preference is you know people will uh people will set a timer people will let the cold wake them up and then and then throw uh you know throw wood and people will, you know hang an arm out of the side of their sleeping bag and that that kind of cold will wake them up at a certain point you know sometimes before the fire is completely out so there's all kinds of different ways. I usually am just too tired and or lazy and just, you know, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> that's, that's valid, man. That's valid. All right, cool. So you
1: work for Algonquin Outfitters. How did, how did you get to work for Algonquin Outfitters?
2: Yeah. I'm the store manager at Algonquin Outfitters in Huntsville. There's a number of different Algonquin Outfitters, of course, um, yep. all over the place. Um, and uh, basically my, my previous experience or I, um, my, my working career has been in, in retail and mostly retail management. So I, uh, I used to manage a shop that was just down the street from Algonquin Outfitters. And then when this oper- when this job opening came up, I applied and went through the process and, and, uh, and I got in. So, <laughs> um, this'll, uh, this'll be nine, nine years now, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: uh, and did you, was, was it, did you take the opportunity because of an, a, an outdoor love or was it, was,
2: was it more of a business decision? It was a bit of both. I think I was getting to the point in, you know, just in terms of my age where, uh, basically I, I grew up well, not grew up, but I spent most of my teenage years in my twenties, uh, skateboarding and snowboarding. Um, that was like my passion before that. I was a very outdoor oriented kid. Um, as I grew up, um, with my parents. Um, but, uh, throughout my teenage years and my twenties, I, all I did was skate skateboard and snowboard a lot and that'll take a toll on your body. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I was getting to where I was, you know, getting towards, uh, Oh, getting on to over 30 and, and stuff just started sort of, you know, the injuries, uh, just started piling up and, uh, And I'm like, I think I'm the kind of person where what I do for my work also needs to sort of be part of my lifestyle because I do, you know, I take a lot of ownership of it. I I take pride in it. And so it was, it was a bit of both. It was time to move on from where I was at. And it was time to also sort of try to follow a new passion that linked me back to, you know, the way I grew up, uh, which was, which was the outdoors. So do you occasionally get out for any of the,
1: those like skateboarding or, or snowboarding?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I still, I still snowboard now and then, and I'll still, I have a basement here full of skateboards still. I still, uh, I still roll around now and then, uh, but certainly not like I used to, or, you know, where I'd be heading to a spot or heading to the skate park every single night after work and usually coming home limping or sore or, you know, something. Right. So, uh, those days are gone.
0: So did your family go camping when you're a kid?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, fortunately for me, my my parents in an effort to be closer to the outdoors, uh, we moved from um we, re- we moved from the Newmarket area when I was nine years old up into a rural area east of Bracebridge. And that's where I grew up. So sort of uh, just north of uh of the Queen Elizabeth II Wildlands uh park there. Um so yeah, you know, just a bit northwest of that. Nice. Um yeah. And, uh, and that's where I grew up. And part of the reason that we moved to this area was to be closer to, a to a kid's summer camp that they were, uh, involved in volunteering at. And that's where I would go to, to camp for, you know, a few weeks of summer growing up. And it was a, you know, it was a very classic sort of kids canoe outdoors camp. And, uh, and yeah, both my, you know, my parents still volunteer there to this day. My brother went on to be the director for, for a number of years uh, and so my family, had, uh, you know, always has had sort of deep ties with with camping and the outdoors, and and um, and that sort of uh, culture. I, I, it's I find it for somebody who's
1: I don't get out as much as you guys do, but 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 know that I log as many hours watching all the things <laughs> and reading all the things and doing all that stuff
0: vicariously.
1: Uh, vicariously, very much <laughs> so. I, 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 like I did scouts, Cub Scouts, Air Cadets, all that. And and we were fairly outdoorsy sort of people. We were rural, but rural like Oshawa, like the north end of Oshawa, kind of thing. Uh, I had no idea that that canoe camps and stuff existed. It wasn't until until I really started to embrace the whole backcountry thing and and getting into doing some more research on it that I was like, really, I could have I could have been out paddling all those years ago, are you kidding me? <laughs> My J-stroke will be so much better than it is now.
2: Well, it's funny, you know, a lot of those, um, I went to that camp until I was uh, 13. And uh, and it's funny, all the skills that you sort of build as a kid going to, going to camp like that, you know, you do all these, um, you know, we went through the basic orca courses for paddling and, and things like that. And and now a lot of that luckily sort of stayed stayed with me sort of under the surface somewhere and then uh, kind of came back out as I as I started to get you know, more into it again. So I was really lucky to have that experience as a kid where, you know, it, it was a very it's a, it was a very simple camp. You know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't uh, one of these you know, sort of more luxurious kids camps that there are a lot of these days. It was a very basic, simple camp. But it was in a you know, beautiful setting and it was uh you know it was a blast uh sort of growing up uh doing a lot of my summer there.
0: Yeah, so build that muscle memory early and, and yeah, for
2: yeah forever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The muscle memory is the term that was coming to my mind too. So to flip back to uh Algonquin outfitters, man, so many questions. What do you how do you so as a general manager, what's your what's your give me a rough idea of your job description.
2: Uh, sure. So I manage the sort of day-to-day operations uh, of the store. So we're primarily retail. We do a little bit of rental and outfitting, um, but by at the Muskoka by,
1: store specifically, correct?
2: right? right. Yeah, at the Huntsville store, Huntsville, sorry. It's yep. very sort of retail based. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it really is. Uh, it really is sort of a lot like most other retail management jobs. It's um, it's scheduling <laughs> And it's more scheduling and scheduling. Uh, but it's also, um, you know, there's obviously some, there's uh, hiring involved and there's, you know, tasking staff and there's, uh, you know, merchandising and, and basically also um, a lot of time on the sales floor. Um, and a lot of time on the sales floor with staff and, of course, with, uh, you know, with customers as well. And then just sort of doing all the all the other odd jobs that sort of get lumped in with uh, with a store manager, and and you can find me on any given day, you know, sweeping out the sweeping out the back parking lot, changing uh, changing the the toilet paper rolls in the in the bathroom, or uh, you know, dealing with uh, you know resolving uh, all the all the issues that tend to pop up in in any sort of retail environment uh, that uh, you know that are inevitable, and uh, but of course the the biggest you know the biggest plus to that is that it's an outdoor store you you work with like minded people the customers are often very like minded people uh, and you're surrounded by um, awesome gear uh, all the time right so we uh, we have a fantastic team there uh, so you know in one way or another everybody that works there loves the outdoors and uh and in one way or another all the customers that walk through there love the outdoors right so some of them just don't know it yet but they're on their way <laughs> um and uh and you know it's pretty cool we're right in downtown huntsville which means when you look out look out any of the windows in the back you see the river right um and i'm very fortunate in that our house is uh, I, can, I can walk to work and i've been doing that just to try to you know burn off burn some extra calories so, um, I can, even paddle, I, can, I can even paddle to work if I really want to from the, from the boat launch, just down the street. And I've done that a few times just so that I can say, I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, uh, we have, we have, uh, we have terrific team members that are always up to something outdoorsy or always sort of eager to learn more. And then we have customers that are, you know every from every spectrum of the outdoors imaginable right so um you know you have a customer walk in that um you know looks like uh looks like they you know nothing nothing outdoorsy about what they might be wearing or anything and then you start talking to them and realize that they've done you know arctic river trips <laughs> or you know they they've done the nahani four times you know and uh and those are the kind of um those are the kind of customers that have a wealth of experience and insights to, you know, that it's really cool to sort of learn from. Uh, and then we have um, customers that maybe need a bit of help just with some direction as far as uh, gear goes, or even uh, um, destination planning and and route planning. And and we're always happy to help with that because a lot of people kind of know what they want to do; they just need to know how to go about it properly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, speaking personally, I've been
1: been in your store twice I believe um <laughs> I've been in a handful of uh, Algonquin outfitters but but twice and and the very first time and I I couldn't tell you the gentleman's name uh, uh, we I walked in I don't even remember I, I think I just went in because because I'm an outdoor gear junkie uh and I ended up chatting with I don't know it was like he was like a a, a greeter but I I honestly don't know we act for like man it's like half an hour just talking about camping stuff it was awesome it was yeah. awesome it's like i don't even know why i came in anymore but i'm gonna look around some stuff yeah <clears throat> yeah it was, it was a yeah it was a it was a <laughs> i don't know it, it was such a great experience
2: good good i mean we're uh we're always happy when we can sort of have those experiences with with our customers and and man talking gear in a gear store. that's a real real good way to make the make the day go by <laughs> yeah yeah. Goes, I can see how that'd be. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Paycheck go by too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, whether it's an Algonquin outfitters or a, a mountain equipment, it's like, I have to be careful about whether I choose to take my wallet with me when I go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. go. We'll do, we'll do some pre-planning. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll go home and get have the a wallet, cooling off back.
0: period. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we're, um, you know as employees we're f- really fortunate to get usually get uh, some pretty good deals on gear right and that's always the that's always the the best and worst hook well i'm getting a deal on it so <laughs> why not why not <laughs> Easy to yeah. that's <laughs> why and you I'm have good. a minus 30 bag and a yeah. liner for it yeah yeah and that's how you wind up with uh you know with a basement that's just crammed full of of uh of stuff
1: we have that, we, yeah, without the discount. So maybe I need to come work for you. Yeah, yeah,
2: well, uh, yeah. It's all cool stuff, and I really hope I get to use all of it at <laughs> to, some point. At some point, <laughs> yeah. Because
1: I went uh, to to completely off talk, but uh, Riley, 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 outdoors, Riley yeah, outside. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> I went went for beers with them yesterday. Nice for just we just we we've, we've been yakking a little bit, and and we got talking. And it was like, well, how many tents do you have? Six. (laughs) And I don't do winter camping. And, and it was just that wide eyed. All right. You're my kind of people. (laughs) And it is, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't, I kind of do, I have a purpose for each tent. I will never use the pup tent again, but I'm keeping it because of the story of the time that we went and did a week
2: with two of us in the pup tent. So it stays. (laughs) Totally. totally. (laughs) And uh, you know what, there are, there are far more expensive or slightly we'll say uh, interesting hobbies out there. You can spend a lot of money on, you know, for instance, I'm more than happy to uh, have a bit of a tent collection because for me, anyways, I would rather have an expensive tent collection to go and enjoy the outdoors with than uh an expensive trading card collection. Yeah. But that's that's just me.
1: Yep. No, <laughs> to, I, I, I don't own. disagree. Each yeah. each to their own. It yeah. it absolutely works for me.
0: It's,
1: yeah. It's like well, okay. T- today I want the lighter tent. <laughs> a little smaller. We're going to take that one. Uh, yeah. Whatever, how that that needs to play it. Yeah. I'm not going to
0: mention the CD collection or the or, or the, the guitar collection <laughs> or the <laughs> book collection. Okay,
1: so I have a collection issue. We're not going to talk about it. Okay? That's not part of this show. <laughs> Love you, honey. Chris is acknowledging you have a problem. I don't. It's not. All right.
0: That's it for us for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Name is Skoka from Algonquin Outfitters. It was such a great conversation and we hope you'll join us again sometime. Um, thank you so much for listening to us and we will talk to you again soon. We're from supergoodcamping.com. My name is Pamela. I'm still Tim. And we are still from supergoodcamping.com. Please do email us. We're at hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. Or we are on all the social media. Please do DM, email, whatever you like. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, YouTube, we love if you followed us. And Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.